How you doing? Uh, there's a lot. It's all a lot. There's a lot going on. I have returned. You just got back I from vacation. Have returned from vacation. We traveled 3,325 miles in two weeks. That's a lot. Spread, spread COVID all around the northeastern United States. Yeah, but that area is uh, at least the the most vaccinated. So it was be least damage done. What you went but to Maine, was, right? Uh, I did, and Connecticut, and Massachusetts, oh, Rhode Island. Yeah, but there, yeah, and it's New, all... New Hampshire, Vermont. New yeah, York, one of the I can't remember is it New Hampshire, Vermont is like. Almost seventy percent, or seventy-five percent, or more. Yeah, fully vaccinated in Vermont. It. What's weird? Weird though is that it's still not. I wouldn't say things have opened up, even yeah. over there, like as much as they have over here. They're even more cautious. Things are slower to open up over there. I would mm. say than here, even though they have a much higher vaccination rate. Anyway, it uh, it's great we came back because now the COVID numbers are going up and. Uh, and it was all it your fault. Us. It's it all wasn't because, us. Well, <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, that, it's that's us. one thing you know for sure. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, there's a delay, right? So this, right before you left, you spread it around here, and then yes, went back. Now you're bringing the the COVID from the northeast back here, so it'll be a second round of your fault. That's right. of of the <clears throat> uh, of the uh, Ithacus variant. No, the Icarus variant. Now the you're just making things name. up. Uh, but Icarus variant would be a really cool name for Oops, disease. I just broke everything. Uh, uh, but we had a great time. We saw all the things. We saw some people in 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 a big city called Boston, but we did not see very many people in most places. We mostly hung to ourselves and went to the middle of nowheres a lot. We mostly went to the middle of nowheres. That actually sounds like fun. It was um, fun. Yeah. And, and and it was great because like one day we were in Baxter State Park in Maine where there are very few camping sites on this huge plot of land. And so we were like one of, you know, we were we were five of maybe seven people in a mile radius of us, which is Ooh. very cool. Very cool and felt neat. There's no electricity. There's no running water. It was really cool. It felt great. And you walk outside our cabin and it was just dead silent. You just heard almost nothing except for like the occasional insect hum or a bird tweet. It was very strange. And there were, and then you could see the stars, unless it's yes. cloudy. Uh, it was cloudy, but yes. Well, then it's terrible. I'm sorry. One for would your... one would see the stars there. Yes. Um, and then we went to, but then and then immediately after that we went to all these city. We went to like Acadia National Park, which is actually like really busy. And we went to Boston, Boston, yeah. and which was great. And we went to Rhode Island, which I now understand why it's called the Ocean State. It's because everyone there is a beach bum. Oh. And then we went to Connecticut. Even more so than Florida and <clears throat> Southern California. Uh, it's not the whole state. I mean, Florida is pretty close, but not California certainly isn't the whole state. Uh, but but Rhode Island, there isn't anything but the ocean. That's yeah. all there is. Like in fact, the ocean encroaches upon like I would say half the state anyway. Yeah, I heard like, there's a there's a moon wobble coming, and there's yeah, gonna be high, high tides that may cause terrible <gasps> flooding on the coastlines. So maybe <gasps> I don't, in, in like the twenty in the twenty thirties. This, this just in alert. Yeah, alert. Moon wobble approaches. They've got about a decade to get out of there. <clears throat> oh, okay. 
so it's fine. Uh, oops. And then luckily, uh, luckily, we've solved global warming, and so the God. ice caps aren't even a concern anymore, and so the ocean levels right. are going down. So it's like it won't. I mean, it'll have some effect, but not as bad as it would be if it. Thank you know. God it was revealed to be a hoax by the leftist mob, <laughs> <sighs> because otherwise we no, might have you to, you know, worry about something. You can't, you can't do this. You can't <laughs> do it. I can't take it. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, so, uh, what you heard at the beginning was uh, was the band The Placeholders. Uh, this is from their album Working Title, and the song is called I Wanna Something Something Na 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 Na. Um, and uh, this is actually the first album in which... That's, uh, a, that's yeah? a great song. That's a great song. It is a great song, but this is the first album in which uh, vocalist Dude We Gotta Come Up With A Killer Stage Name For You uh, took over all the guitar duties after lead guitarist something like The Edge but not so lame left the band three years ago, and mm. uh, you can kind of tell like the guitar work is not as good. You know? I didn't. I didn't. I. I mean, I. I thought so, but it was just like an off day in the recording studio. I, I didn't no, realize no. The, the band membership had changed so much. Yeah, something like The Edge but not so lame uh, is not there anymore. So mm, I got it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, um, but it's good. It is a good song still. They still got, I think they still got their touch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I want to talk about, uh, I want to talk about video games briefly. And I, and maybe, you know, it's some, or, you know, some of our, probably only like a thousand of our 10,000 listeners are right. actual video game fans. So we can't, yeah. you know, make this too long because we don't want, you know, we don't want to bore people. But, uh, right. <clears throat> well, I, cause I had an insight because, uh, so there's this thing coming out. Um, valve is releasing this thing, this device, uh, called this, the, the steam deck. And, right. uh, because, because deck is the coolest possible name for a computer. If what? you believe in cyberpunk '80s novels, is it, like see, William Gibson's Neuromancer? Okay, see, I don't even know that this is this is the. They called them it? cyber decks, and they wore them on their bodies like you would with a guitar strap, and mm. you would program on them anywhere you had. It had an integrated computer and battery and keyboard and modem and everything you wanted. Wow! So it's not it's, cyber it's a, decks. It's not a laptop. It's a chest top. Wow. <laughs> Uh, no, it's like you wore it on your hip. It's like a messenger bag, oh, except I it's a computer. It's a guitar it's like, strap. Yeah, you know? that you sounds like really cool. A computer ledge fan. guitar. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not an acoustic guitar strap. A ledge guitar strap, obviously. Yeah, low, much lower. A computer, around the crotch. A computer fanny pack. That sounds really cool. Like you're anyway. having sex with the computer as you're using it. <laughs> Just like a ledge guitar. Um, yeah, well, the, there's... Well, there, I'm sure there was like, you know, haptic uh, products for, for porn use. But anyway, porn viewing. But... Uh, you're no, sure. so so there's this thing called the Steam Deck, and it's it's clearly so. There's all these products coming out. Like Nintendo has been clearly very very influential with the Switch, right? Because there's all these no question. Like, so so the Steam Deck is like you know you see articles on the internet where they're like, is this is this the Switch for the PC? And you know <laughs> it, it's like because that's what it is. It's it's a hand <laughs> it's a handheld it's a handheld thing. Uh, it's got a screen in the middle and then controls on the sides and you can dock it and 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 push it to like a big screen um so it's like a Do you know, you know there's a thing. you know there's a rule you know there's a rule that says that any headline that is a question you should answer with no oh yeah 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 well that and that kind of that that probably is true most of the time so right um but the the 
Yeah, so this thing, you know, you can take it out. It's a handheld thing, and it it it, uh, but it runs games from your Steam library. You know, it's like fully integrated with Steam, and which is which is this uh, online um, video game distribution kind of central hub. It's like a cloud for anyone who doesn't know, uh, where you keep all your computer games on there, and you can download them to different devices and install them on different devices. Yeah. And uh, it's it's completely taken over. They have like almost a monopoly on the video PC game distribution market. Uh, so it's it's kind of a smart thing. But I was thinking about this, and like you know, so obviously people, it's the 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 question like, is this is this gonna like is this gonna hurt Nintendo? Is this like oh everyone's gonna get this Steam because it's a better it's got better specs, right? Um, it's got it's got bigger numbers. It's got bigger numbers. It's got more, you know, better. All the whatever. numbers are bigger. Yeah, it's, it's got, got more. It's got pixels more. Pic, and, it's got more megahertzes. Yeah, or gigahertzes, whatever <clears throat> they are nowadays. It's got more gigabytes. And I, I was thinking about this, and I'm like, like, why is this such a big deal? And like, so the Switch was really successful. And like, and anytime people talk about why this the Nintendo Switch was so successful, they're like. They talk about the sort of practical things about it. Well, there's a hybrid console. You can play it in handheld. You can take it with you, or you can play it, you know, at home. Um, and it's like, well, I mean, that is all great. But my insight was that the thing that was really impressive that Nintendo did with the Switch was it sort of created like a paradigm shift that that bridged the gap between handheld and like home video games because hmm. up until the switch there were there were there have always been handheld systems right but right. handheld video games and handheld gaming has always been considered like second rate it's like you can go watch the the big you can go to the movies and see the big summer blockbuster uh yes. or you can watch a made for tv movie and it's like oh right. well this is this is not the, this is not a real movie and so like, right like i mean i <clears throat> like on you you have like your main video game consoles and then you yeah. have your sort of like your your game boys or your playstation portables or whatever right. it is and they and they your, your argument is they don't offer games that are as good well, they're just like not as maybe fun. they are good but like they're not as the, the the it's it's kind of a marketing thing, right? It's like they're not as hyped. Oh. They're not as they're not given high as budget, much, perhaps. Yeah, or something. They're not blockbuster entertainment. And so, like, so Nintendo came out with this console. They're like, hey, you can use this in handheld mode, and like, mm. uh, and like, oh, and here's the next big Mario game. Here's the next big Zelda game. And they're like, oh, mm. well, what well, what console is that for? No, no, no. This this is it. This is this is the game, and it worked. Like people think of this hybrid console that they can take other places and they can play at home as being like the next big main console right. even though like it's it's kind of like well of course they have to make sacrifices and it's in terms of the technical abilities of the device to get that to happen hmm. but they've but they've somehow like convinced they're good enough that it still feels like a full full console game it feels like they're they like trick people into thinking that they haven't really made compromises like like the the games mm. for the switch feel like huge games and so mm. now like everybody's got this idea where they're like oh the steam you know steam deck look at this you can take your steam games and and play them uh, you know out in the world and it's like well there's going to be compromises there too but like people mm. are excited about this because I guess what I'm saying is there's not anything like fundamentally new that about this that couldn't have been done before. It's just people th th there used to be this 
assumed chasm between between uh, handheld games and the real games. Right. And that's no longer that's that no longer I, exists. I, I understand that. I, I think that's a really good point that I hadn't considered, and I appreciate you sharing it. I think furthermore, uh, there's this like there's this. Um, I think batteries actually comes down to batteries a lot. Like the switch has however many hours of battery life when it's not plugged in, which is more than one. Like it's, it's, it's not bad. It's like several hours, maybe five or six hours or something of battery life, which is enough to like really get in a good solid gaming session. And we, I know my family, we've, we've brought our switches to different events and different things uh, as a way of passing time because it's so easy to bring it around. Uh, yeah. I think though, and and even though that like the screen is only 720p and it's not all the super fancy graphics, it works because like, you can sit there and play for four hours and just you know waiting in line or doing something. Yeah, uh, that's great. Whereas I think that the Steam thing is going to have worse battery life until yes. people make significant like reductions in the graphical quality. At which point, or like the you know the, the amount of effort the machine is putting into making the game happen. And so to, to, to save that battery life, right? And then as a result, I think that most people will be dissatisfied with how their favorite Elder Scrolls V Skyrim looks on the Steam Deck as compared to how it looks on the, when it's docked and it has yeah. like a full, it has it's put into the wall. And so I think that most, I predict that most Steam Decks will remain docked and will not actually go anywhere, which is sort of dumb because the whole point is that it's semi-portable well i think i think it'll i i can see it being successful i just it all depends on how well it works and how and also what the limitations of it are because there may be certain games that like we're sorry you can't play this game Mm. portably Mm -hmm. because the device can't handle it Mm -hmm. and so if there's like a long list of games people are like well this sucks i can only play like five-year-old games i can't play the latest games on it or something then they might get frustrated and it might not be <clears throat> be as successful. Right, the only like thing, I, the other thing I don't like about it is that mm. the sides don't detach. Like the Nintendo Switch, the the um, mm. the this the Joy Cons detach, and I really love. I don't know why. Even if you're not doing motion controls, just sitting there with the two controllers separated, and like even when I take it with me, I sometimes still separate them and put the the screen in my lap and hold the Joy Cons because it's just fun to play that way, and it's actually it a big reason why I like the Switch. So this is kind of I think it's a mistake that they didn't do that. <clears throat> with I the, bet it's an engineering nightmare or something. I don't know. I don't know. But clearly Nintendo did it. I don't know. Anyway, is it, I, I, I too am still loving the Switch quite a bit. Um, the, I, there, uh, the last thing I wanted to say is that the, uh, I think that Steam, the Steam Deck has potential to be successful. I don't think it's going to affect Nintendo that much. It might. It might, it might reduce their sales sometime. I think one thing is that there's a new Switch coming out and maybe people will refrain from buying that who already own a Switch. And instead, they're mm. gonna go, you know, get the Steam Deck or have another option. But I think it'll be. I I think it's kind of silly to think that that this is going to, like, bad put Nintendo in trouble because it's not like the shape of the controller is the only thing that these. 
these video game companies have going for them. I mean, <laughs> like the fact that somebody created a, a, a PS a PlayStation shaped controller that works with their computer did not cause Sony to just collapse. You know, the play, and it's like, <laughs> I mean, you you have Nintendo has all these exclusive games that are extremely successful. If you want to play these games, you got to get a Switch. I mean, there's there's, there's a new Metroid game coming out. I, yeah, I heard some sort of yeah. side scroller Metroid. I don't know. There's a lot. But anyway, I, the, enough. Like, we got to, we got to, I'm probably going to edit this down because we're talking too Let's long talk about me. video games more. Oh, okay. No! Well, well let's oh. see what the hat tells us. Um, we should, though. We should, we should, we should see what the hat has us talk about. Um, but first, this podcast was brought to you by Morgan Groibel. Are you tired of devoting hours and hours of your time each month just to make sure your Flimbenheim is fully gorchambulated? If so, you're not alone. Millions of Americans are struggling to set aside enough time each month to properly flomp their Jarchluvens, leaving their favorite Flimbenheims susceptible to functional problems down the road. Well, now there's Morgan Groibel. With Morgan Groibel, you can give your Flimbenheim that professional sheen without having to worry about time-consuming monthly Weebler maintenance. Our award-winning Flimbenheim Gorchambulation services start at the incredibly low monthly fee of Vinch Flimbenbriesel Humphy Flimb, there are no upfront costs or hargenclaptic commitments, just industry-leading Flimbenheim Gorchambulation at an unbeatable price. And if you want only the best for your prize-winning full-royal Clarchesian Flimbenheim, look no further than our premium Morgan Groibel Gorchambulation Max option. With Gorchambulation Max, you'll be enrolled in a comprehensive, state-of-the-art Gorchambulation Reclacination Services program and paired with an advanced Slavesian Horchblurg technician from our team of Flimbenheim Bolvasian experts for dedicated one-on-one Flimbenheim Glarbflax care, beginning with a free consultation and a visit to your personal Flimbenheim storage clavis for an initial assessment of your Cramborgulant Jarlblarg requirements. Your technician will then work with you and consult with our network of Horchgubel Albriants to come up with a Gorchambulation strategy tailored to your specific Larganclax needs. This service can be yours for the competitive rate of Vlevin Jimbly Mjorm per month and involves a complete and fully integrated Gorchambulation treatment approach which includes the following Balbruxian surfaces. Full degrengification of all internal and external Gwilgenheim subgloinkawaps. Thorough inspection and reblimbin flugging of all applicable plofferzoinks deep roibling treatment, and halobastic clobberflox detailing. Exterior weasel warp schlumping with Lupin Gloucesterblack's approved finishing schleel application. Dupili Shoop Vuvenfjav 55-point inspection and Hapapashapapa safety check, and much, much more. Every single one of our trained experts holds a PhW degree in Gorchambulation Sciences from an accredited Volchable Blarts University and is QZX certified for superior expertise in Carblachibloib lubin Klankenfiesel Industriobotics. In fact, we're so confident in our technicians, we can guarantee your satisfaction with our services or your money back. So what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone today and call Vorch Vorch Vorch, Fleem York Plop, Yurti Chlax, Yurti Chlax. That's Vorch Vorch Vorch, Fleem York Plop, Yurti Chlax, Yurti Chlax. To set up an appointment with one of our Morgan Groibel Glugenherps experts for your free Schlegesian Flimbenheim Gorchambulation consultation, there's nothing to lose. Morgan Groibel Flimbenheim Gorchambulation Services. Now you're blurching with Flurg. Warning, Morgan Groibel varchisalizes parnarchulant corbosoplats. If you are exporulancing slamptums of the hubby jubbies, is contorbal use and conflux of blurmatologist. Not to be used in conjunction with flims and flamsel or barchlorpenzarl. Please consult our grusel manual for more information about Morgan Groibel or its affiliate, lump and chump lebesiax and florvunchen wumpleplarm. <laughs> you know, uh, I, uh, I really appreciate your commitment to our advertising. <laughs> it was really, I mean, I, I as you can tell, I'm, I'm really 
having to sort of um, dig deep for for you know for these sponsors. Uh, this is this is this was hard to you know it, it was hard to find somebody this time. I'm sorry to say, not 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 nothing against Morgan Groibel. Okay, I mean right. they're wonderful service, but it's getting tough. It's getting tough. All right, Ooh. let's go to the Mad Hat. Yeah. Okay. This is. Oh, I forgot to. I forgot to start shuffling. Everybody, get your Mad Hatter's towel. We should sell merchandise. We should sell a Mad Hatter's towel for the salivating uh, yeah, during the that Mad makes Hat. Sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, it's happening! Gosh, every time. Be quiet. Uh, the topic is Matt Glass's hatred of acronyms. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean you hate acronyms? Well. Uh, LOL. Uh, so I, I, uh, I hate, (laughs) no, I just, I, I, it's not a hard and fast rule. I don't hate all acronyms. I think if it's a, um, you know, if it's like a, an official, like, like whatever, like, um, uh, agreed upon thing, like, you know, like, well, USA, whatever. Right. Or, uh, or NATO or something like that. Then it's like, okay, it's an acronym, it's an official thing. Um, I think the thing I hate most is is all of the internet shorthand that <gasps> that I I just it makes me so angry. It makes me so <gasps> angry. And uh, but it's not just that. It's also like like uh, I think it started with like in the '90s when when something would be some brand would be abbreviated. And it would just, they'd do it to like try to sound cool or something. I think I avoid, I avoided for like, for a couple decades <laughs> from saying SNL because I was like, it's called Saturday Night Live. And that is the name of the show. And that's how I'm going to say it. <laughs> and like, SN, on the next SNL. And I'm like, ooh, SNL. It's really cool to say it. Like, I'm really in with the, the cool kids. And I say SNL. Right. I don't say Saturday Night Live. That's only like old people actually speak. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm very resentful uh, of, of, but you know, it is a mouthful to say Saturday Night Live. So I did begrudgingly start saying SNL, but. Um, I just say SNL. Yeah, but I. I was reading further. I, you know, there was, there was one time I was on this, this, internet forums are the worst. There was one time I was on this, I was on this Minecraft forum <gasps> uh, and um I was trying to find some answer to some question or something. I don't remember what I was looking for, but somebody was talking about something. What do you do with cobblestone? Something kept, somebody kept uh, using the, the abbreviation OP, the letter O and P. And they kept saying this. Yeah. And I was like, okay. That's Toto P, man. Well, and and I was like, I I was like, what does they mean? And nobody ever said the whole thing. I was like, what the f- I'm like I'm like surely at some point somebody's going to actually use the word and and nobody right. like oh I don't think this is op I think this is op and I'm like okay they're not saying what what drove me crazy is I've been on enough internet forums to know that op usually means original post or original poster or something right oh and so I was like but that's not what it means here so no, what the hell lies. does it mean and I went back exactly it means overpowered, overpowered. it means overpowered and I'm yes. like. I had to like do a. I had to. I did a Google search, and I came up with like a bunch of things. There was some sort of probably uh, organization, the obstetrician. Uh, put, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I was Obstin like, and pediatrics. I was like, what does this mean? And I spent too much time 
trying to find out what OP stood for. And finally, I said it means overpowered. And I was so angry. I was like, I was like, what? Like, how was I supposed to know this? And why do you need to abbreviate everything? And I, I don't know. I, I think I've thought about this recently. And I think it's because of the, the, what, what I view as language as the purpose of language being. And I think that um, you can view language as being two different things. You can view it as being a form of communication or you can view it as being a form of expression, like self-expression. And I always view language as a form of self-expression. I love writing. I love using words uh, they're fun. Like, like it's, it's really, um, it's, it's just really enjoyable to like, Ooh, I'm going to formulate this sentence this way. And then I'm going to do this thing. And, right. and so, but most people are just like, Oh, I just got to get this idea across BRB. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, and of course, ironically, it's, it's also a failure of communication if I don't understand the acronym, but, right. um, but it's that, it's that functional, practical, use of language that I, uh, I guess I, I just don't approach it that way. And maybe that's part of what bothers me about it, but I'm not sure. So that's kind of my spiel so far. I, I could not possibly disagree with you more. Oh. No, no, that's not true. I, I, I just think that having these, uh, so, so here, so here's my, here's my take on it. I tend to enjoy learning just enough about a subculture or like a sub subculture, some esoteric, very small thing so that I can communicate and know like a couple facts or a couple interesting things about them. I love collecting these because then I go up to people who I don't know and it's fun to discover what weird random subcultures they're part of and what shared context we now have as a result of like knowing these facts. And so to me, I think people like people use this language and they use these acronyms. It's their way of defining who is in and who is out. And mm. I love it when I when I learn that and I figure out that language and I like discover it. But at the same time, I can understand how a thousand percent frustrating that is um, uh, if you if you if you don't know what it means. Um, I have a I have a totally random example. I have a political example. My. Yeah. Um, uh, someone I know had a real hard time with the Black Lives Matter movement because bacon uh, lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why every time I see BLM, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I think lettuce. it's some, no, 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 wait. some kind of sandwich. It's some kind of bacon lettuce mayonnaise. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Mm, that's not bad a sandwich. Anyway, uh, they uh, Black Lives Matter because uh, she was like, well, no, everybody's lives matter. Right. And if, and, and the, there's this, there's this mental, there's this language game that is being played with this expression. They want, if you are in the know, like if you, if you're woke, like if you get it, then what they're saying is like, like black people are not getting what they need. Like they are being treated as worse people, as subhuman. And that's unacceptable. And it's important to call attention to that. Yeah. And, 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 but to, to this person I know, it was very like that, none of that came across. And as soon as it was explained, uh, she was like, oh, 
oh, that makes that makes perfect sense. Like, oh, of course, of course. And then like, and then she was in the crowd. So like, it's very easy to wow. use language in <clears throat> this way. To That's just surprising to, like, to me. Yeah, I, I, just, I just to like exclude people and then have that be like a mistake or like, or like use it, use it as a, like a coded language and use it to ac- you accidentally exclude people you don't mean to. Like you and your yeah. Minecraft forums, you're, I, you're unable to understand what they're talking about. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, the, the, the BLM thing, the Black Lives Matter thing, whenever people said, well, all lives matter, I always kind of saw that as a, as, as like an obstructionist thing or a, a way of like, <clears throat> A, you know, a what aboutism? Yeah, but like, because to me, it's obvious that what is meant is Black Lives Matter too. Like, but they're saying yes, Black Lives Matter because the, if they had added that word, Black Lives Matter too, too, it would have like this person been like a hundred percent, like right away. But it took her like a month to get on board because, uh, because anyway, yeah, because she just it was just grammar, you know. Well, I I suppose. Um, I guess you're talking about being in on. I don't. I don't really see that as as a. I mean, that's like a brand. I don't really see that as like a. It's not like an exclusive thing. You're not trying to. You're trying to get everyone to. Um, you're trying to convince people. You're trying to start a movement. The Black Lives Matter movement is like you're trying to communicate with as many people as possible, and so. Um, that name was chosen because it has this emotional impact, like. Black Lives Matter. Period. Meaning, like, you're you're in, you're implying that people didn't realize they mattered before because that's how our society structured or something. And so right, it's like right, right. it's a surprising thing. Like, oh, Black Lives Matter. Yes. Um, so I don't see that. I see like the internet forum thing as more of like a like you said like like this being being part of some in crowd. Like, ooh, I know this lingo now, and yes, other people who who don't who don't get it are like noobs and it makes right. me feel and, g- good to label someone as a noob or something. When I'm know. on the when I'm on the inside of such a group, I think that all of the cleverness and all the acronyms and all the coded language is awesome. Is like super cool and I love it. And whenever yeah. I'm in like for example a foreign country and I don't understand the language, I'm like, why don't you just speak English? <laughs> like, why are you using this crazy coded language? Why are you ex- trying to exclude me? Anyway, it's uh, so I so I've been on I and, or in the same even even less extreme example like like uh, you know when I when I joined Google where I work now it's like everyone's got all these amazing acronyms they use to talk about everything. And I just didn't know them. And it took me, you know, a while to learn them all. And in that meantime, it was clear that I was an outsider because I wouldn't use that language correctly. I think my problem is that I don't feel like I'm on the inside of anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> and and anytime I and I think anytime I, I get the opportunity to be, I, I sort of uh refuse to or something out, out of uh out of, like uh indignantly or something like that. I don't know. I think both you and I react very negatively when we see people being excluded in the way that you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't think either of us likes that a lot at at all. Right. But you're just saying, yeah, but, but it sounds like you're, you're okay with it. 
before. You well, like no, no, no. I love I love all the coded languages and like all the coded things. And as long as I don't think about the impact on the outsiders, because <laughs> it's like really fun, right? It's fun to come up with these little this this I like mean, secret language and these. Things I mean, I guess like I guess them. I'm not like saying I, I don't know. I mean, it's not like it's not like anybody doing their own thing on the internet has to be sensitive to like everybody in the whole world of of you know. I mean. Right. I, I'm I'm not saying it's some sort of immoral thing. It's just uh, it just drives me crazy because when I like even when I text, I send texts and I I write complete sentences. I put commas in and oh, like semicolon do, yeah. because yeah. I love it. I I don't know why. I just I I really like um I I just like writing. I like words. I like yeah pronouncing things i don't know and and i think so, it shows I, I think it shows respect for the other person like when you write it out because it's like oh i spent the time crafting this like yeah maybe that's what it is maybe being, maybe that's maybe that's what bothers me about it it's like yeah. you're too lazy to even write the, this damn word out uh yeah. but it's you know i mean whatever like everybody does it so i just have I'm, I'm just like okay because uh, everybody does it in te- everybody does it in texts, you know, whatever. Everybody. So I, I a lot not... of people do. I got a I got a text from my mother once that had some internet abbreviation, and I was like, nope. And I was like, that's not how you spell that. And she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I guess when people like text or whatever, I don't I don't like get offended or whatever. I'm not like, well, they didn't, they didn't. They, they, this is so curt. And I'm I'm offended yeah. that they whatever I'm just like whatever that's just how people that's how people text whatever but I just I I enjoy um, writing and being grammatically correct and things I, like w- that. When I was in high school, I was in math class, and I think it was my senior year, and we're learning this like abstract math, mm-hmm. you know, because I was like in smart math class, and uh, you know, we're learning like linear algebra or something, and. This, uh, you know, one of the people who was in the class, I don't remember who it was, like, raised his or her hand. I don't remember if it was a man or a woman. Anyway, and said, like, oh, uh, said, said, Mrs. Zelinsky, who was our teacher, like, why? Like, why is all this language so confusing? Like, it's so confusing. There's so much terminology, and it's all so, like, obtuse and, like, weird. And yeah. she said, oh, it's because that's what separates the mathematicians from the non-mathematicians. She's like, she's like, we have this language to make sure that you're like, you're in the group. <laughs> like, why is it so hard? It's, it's just like, it's because it's because that's what's up. You know, that's how you know that you know what you're doing. You know, if you use the language correctly, you know, you know, you, you take it seriously. I spend my entire life trying not to be in any group. And that's why I'm all alone. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm, I'm serious though. There's something about me that, that like. I have anytime I like to I like to interact with people one on one or hang out with people one on one because anytime yes. I'm in any sort of group I start to see uh, trends happening I start to see like this socialization like people even just like what, little what do you fr- mean I don't know even like people like little phrases people use like I I I I start I I work I started working this job once and I noticed that. I was working at a cell phone uh, store for, yeah. a, for, and I was training for like a couple months before I, I got a different job. But um, <laughs> I just remember, and it was terrible, but I just remember that like what I found really striking was that like 
everybody was like using these particular phrases that they were like, like, uh, yeah, for sure. Or something. Or they'd say like, yeah, they'd say like, they're like, uh, well, we can go ahead and, and do this. And, and, like, yes. they, and they'd, they'd say typically, like usually most of the time, I feel like when people talk and people around me say the word usually, I'm like, oh, yeah, usually yes. you do this. But in this particular job setting, everyone is saying the word typically. And I'm like, I think it's because the owner, the boss who trained everyone, this is how he talked. And so mm. everybody said these everybody said these same words. And everybody's like using oh. like, yeah, so typically. Uh, and somebody asked a question and they would always answer it with, uh, yes and no. Uh, so here's the, and I'm like, everybody like, like I'm sitting in this, this place and like, like every three minutes I hear yes and no. And I'm like, ah, oh, I just, I, I yeah. hate that everybody is just talking the same way. And like, like, and that's just how people are. I mean, people, they take cues from each other and they, and I'm not totally immune to it because it's easier to just copy what somebody else is doing. If you're like right. learning a job than to like try right. to be original or something. Yeah. But I don't know anytime. Like I, even when I hang out with like, like an indie crowd, you know, like artists or something or, or, you know, or whatever, like hipsters or something or somebody who's like, like, you know, listens to non non mainstream music or something. I, I still, I start to see, these things that are common about all of them and I go, I don't want to be part of this anymore. And I, I slowly like, it's like, it's like, I don't, it's like, I, I don't want to ever belong to anything. I just get frustrated. As soon as I even start to get the opportunity to belong to a group, I'm like, this is a group. I hate groups. Get away from me. <laughs> we have this whole, there's this, there, there's this whole fear I've heard about corporate speak where it's yes. like synergy, whatever. Around around it being a wall, like people use it at work in order to make the contrast between their work and their home lives really mm. like obvious, as like a mental barrier to protect themselves from the terrible things they do at work. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like it's uh, but the corpse sense. speak thing is real it, it, or is real. I mean, it's 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 legit. It is a yeah. very strange thing, uh, listening to people talk at work. Uh, we should do a whole, we, what I'm going to talk about now, we should do a whole Matt Hat episode about Corpse Speak because I'll prepare. Yeah. And I, or I, I know, will, I will have a list. I am completely, I know nothing about Corp, Corp oh, Speak so because bad. I don't know. So I, I've heard like little things like let's circle back or something. You know, I mean, there's like little, these little expressions. <laughs> circle back. I've, I've heard circle a few back. of them, but I, I don't have that kind of job. <sighs> I mean, my job is all like this motherfucker over here, he parked his ass end over into the, hey, I don't got to. <sighs> You guys got a set of wheels over here or something for the bread? I mean, so that's that's my. I mean, that's, that's your corpse speak. That's my that's my corpse speak. That's not what off, my job is like. This jerk that's off the, over here. Every 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 day at work is like watching a Die Hard movie or something. It's very <laughs> it's very weird. And that's why you like it. Uh, well, I do like the fact that I I kind of don't have to um, really watch. I try I try to present myself in any particular way, like as as much as other yeah. jobs. You know, I don't yes, have yes. to. Yes, yes, I know yeah. just what you mean. <clears throat> I don't have to watch what I say necessarily. At least not, you know, in in some some of the time. So, so we should add a, we should add a topic about corpse speak to the Mad Hats, and we, we should. can talk about corpse speak because <clears throat> that would be fun. I'll do that. <clears throat> but anyway, that's why I hate acronyms. I want people to to use language fully uh, and correctly, and. Uh, your well, grade playfully, will, your grade play, will depend. You appreciate you oh, appreciate, appreciate cleverness and 
diction, good diction, and yeah, interesting things. And I'll use, and I'll. It's not like I, it has to be formal language. I'll use, uh, you know, slang and stuff for comic effect. But uh, yeah, that's I, I love. Yeah. I think language is hilarious. Uh, Me and too. So why not use it anyway? Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. I mean, just. Send us an email with topics for your mad hat and please write in complete sentences. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get like 10 emails that are just like, Yo, Matt, uh, you like this? Yeah. Yeah, thing? yeah. Yes. How about topic? And you're like, No. Me put topic in hat. You draw topic. Why use long you word talk. when short word do? Will do. <laughs> Um, yes, but uh, but thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please go to matthatters.com. M-A-T-T-H-A-T-T-E-R-S dot C-O-M. That's correct. You can find all our episodes there. You can find our email, or you can email us and tell us what you think about acronyms. You can uh, find links to our other to our, our our podcast presence on Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, you've added or some... Google or Google Podcasts, or you can just listen to it right there. You can do all three if you want to like bump our increase our stats. That's There's also fine. so many ways to do, to listen. So many different ways to listen. There's a link to our merch store. No, there There's, isn't. There's you can buy tons of merch. You can buy towels um, that that say "I'm salivating for the Mad Hat." I'm salivating for the Mad Hat. One oh, day, gosh, one day we'll we'll do this. <laughs> uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, we will leave you all today with a wonderful song. Um, this is by the Unethical Morgue Technicians, and the song is mm. called Rock Your Body. See you, see you, everybody. Bye. Psst, nobody's listening. I, I cut it off after the song thing. You know that. I don't, know why <laughs> I don't even know why you're bothering talking. Hey, hey, guys. It's good to hear from you and talk to you. Um, <clears throat> this isn't even going to make a good outtake. <laughs> <laughs>